Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 236 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me a favor. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service and leave a positive review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Steam World Build and Killer Instinct Anniversary Edition. The games coming out this week include Born of Bread, Chessorama, While the Iron's Hot, Leica Aged Through Blood, Battle Stations Blockade, Forklift Extreme Deluxe Edition, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, Clockwork Aquario, Evil Nun the Broken Mask, Cotton 100%, Irem Collection Volume 1, Panorama Cotton, Ruin Arc, Pocky and Rocky Reshrined, Ultra Core, Small Land Survive the Wild, Warhammer 40,000 Rogue Trader, Adventure Tanks, Bastille Reception, Happy Words, and Yan Wan Sword Mists Beyond the Mountains. Many, many games are now either available via Game Pass and or coming soon throughout December. They include the following. You can now play Remnant from the Ashes on Cloud Console and PC, Remnant 2 on Cloud PC and Series X and S, Spirit of the North Cloud Console and PC, and SteamWorld Build Cloud Console and PC. Then on December 5th, you can play Clone Drone in the Danger Zone on Cloud PC and Series X and S, Rise of the Tomb Raider on Cloud Console and PC, While the Iron's Hot, Cloud Console and PC, and World War Z Aftermath on Cloud Console and PC. Then on December 7th, Goat Simulator 3, Cloud PC, Series X and S. December 8th, Against the Storm on PC. December 12th, Tin Hearts on Cloud Console and PC. And on December 14th, one of the bigger ones, Far Cry 6, Cloud Console and PC. Two new games announced coming to Game Pass Core. Remember, this is what replaced... Xbox Live Gold, so not new monthly games, but your basic subscription, which is really multiplayer access, and then a revolving suite of games that are updated much, much more infrequently. This is actually the first batch. So on December 6th, you can get Chivalry 2 and Totally Reliable Delivery Service. Now into last week's biggest news, and we had a busy week, so we have eight to cover. This one will go a little longer. Number one, Rockstar reveals GTA 6 trailer release date and time in December. Paul Tassi at Forbes writes, well, if we thought Rockstar would wait until the final moments of the Game Awards on December 7th to release the GTA 6 trailer, you were wrong. As predicted, Rockstar and Take-Two do not need the support of an award show as they can make any day GTA 6 day, or week, or month, by finally dropping a trailer after all these years. Previously, Rockstar told us the trailer would be coming in December. Now we have a date and time for the GTA 6 trailer. Tuesday, December 5th at 9am Eastern. The art for the announcement is Palm Trees and a Vice City Sunrise confirming what was leaked a million years ago that the game will be returning to the Miami equivalent city for the first time in 21 years. No word on its dual protagonists, including its first playable female criminal to date, but no doubt that it will be revealed officially in the trailer. The expected release date is late 2024 at this point, though there's no indication that this trailer may necessarily come with a release date or even a release window, but I bet we'll at least get the latter. Take-Two has forecast skyrocketing revenue for investors during the next fiscal year, so they're probably going to want to confirm that they're at least sticking to somewhere within that time frame. Though with a game this big, and every AAA game these days getting delayed once or twice past the release date, it's easy to imagine it could be delayed out of whatever window they say, but hopefully not. GTA 6, provided it isn't some sort of unexpected, unprecedented disaster, is going to be one of the biggest games of all time, almost by default. 
GTA 5 has sold 190 million copies and no AAA non-bundled game is even close. 100 million is a guarantee over a few years at least. Plus there will be the inevitable GTA Online component that prints billions for Rockstar over the next decade until GTA 7 and the cycle all repeats again. So you can understand why the first trailer, however much it shows or just teases, is going to be one of the biggest moments in the industry all year. As I'm writing this, I'm seeing the announcement for the trailer get 150,000 likes over the course of 12 minutes. I believe the announcement that a trailer was coming in December before this was one of the most viewed gaming tweets of all time, with 64,000 retweets, 563,000 likes, and 47 million impressions. Yeah, not going to add too much more to this, but this is going to be one of the biggest gaming moments in a long time and for the future. GTA 6, as indicated, is going to be an absolute powerhouse. My biggest question, and are we going to understand through this trailer, is it going to look like it's going to meet the absolutely insane expectations on this game and how big this game has to be? We shall see. I'm pretty excited, even though I'm not a GTA fan. Number two, Phil Spencer teased potential improvements to Xbox achievements. Travis Northrup at IGN writes, In an extensive interview with Windows Central, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer spoke on a variety of topics including one area players have been asking for some improvements over time, Xbox achievements. The interview, which covered a variety of subjects from the potential revival of older franchises like Banjo-Kazooie, to the lack of plans to bring Game Pass to third-party platforms, briefly touched upon achievements when Spencer described Xbox's numerous roadmaps for the future. Quote, there is a hardware roadmap, there is a service roadmap, maybe there is even a roadmap for improvements to Xbox achievements, which I know is something that you and money others care about, end quote, Spencer said. Achievements were one of Microsoft's flagship ideas during the Xbox 360 generation, but haven't gotten much love in the way of improvements in quite some time, something players have commented about online in months and years past. With Spencer not only acknowledging Xbox is aware of the desire to expand one of their best ideas, but giving a nod to planned improvements, there's hope for some long-requested features like more visibility into Games Completed, Xbox's version of Platinum Trophies. After the Xbox team just spent the past 18 months completing the largest acquisition in games industry history, Achievement Unlocked, it's no wonder why they're talking about the future. With Call of Duty in their back pocket and loads of roadmaps in place, the future is looking quite busy. It's a good way to describe it busy. Can Xbox handle everything that's on their plate? But nonetheless, I personally really want to see an update to Xbox achievements. I am someone who will go out of my way to make sure I play all multi-platform games on Xbox because I love getting achievements. I don't like 100%ing games per se or really going out of my way. I just like that it's like my digital history of everything I've done on the Xbox platform and going back to seeing which dates you got, which achievements. It's a beautiful nostalgia trip to the past. Number three, Xbox explains why it doesn't reveal console sales anymore. Eddie Mackich at GameSpot writes, In 2015, Microsoft stopped announcing Xbox sales numbers, and while now the company has shed more light on that decision. Xbox CFO Tim Stewart said at the Wells Fargo 2023 TMT Summit this week that Microsoft doesn't publicly disclose these figures anymore because as Microsoft sees it, a unit sales number alone doesn't provide the clearest picture of how the Xbox brand is performing overall. For what it's worth, both Sony and Nintendo announce new hardware sales every quarter. Xbox is understood to be in last place when it comes to console sales compared to PlayStation and Switch, and that might be another reason for Microsoft's lack of console sales disclosure. Stewart said at the summit, quote, At first it was like, what are you doing? You're the Xbox business and you're not giving us console sales numbers? That makes no sense. But it was really the first point of us saying, no, no, it's about content and services, end quote. Stewart said he measures the success of Xbox by the number of customers it has and how much money Xbox makes as a brand. 
and Xbox is not only a console brand these days. Before this, Phil Spencer said console sales numbers are, quote, not really a reflection of how healthy your ecosystem is, end quote. Stewart said his job is to help Xbox reach more people and to get Xbox users to spend more money. One way Microsoft is doing that by giving players a diversity of purchasing options, including buying games outright, subscribing to Game Pass, or watching ads for mobile titles. I wanted to highlight this as it's important when we are comparing how each of the individual ecosystems is doing, and Xbox is not interested in console sales. Is it because they're in last place? Absolutely, that plays a huge part of it. But it is true, they really are about the Xbox ecosystem. They want you on Game Pass and they don't care where you're playing. They don't care what system you're gonna play, all these games on that you're gonna actually purchase. And even Phil Spencer in another interview saying this week that they really wanna figure out how you can start purchasing games through cloud and playing that way. Number four, Xbox Mobile Store is an important part of Microsoft's strategy, says Phil Spencer. Tom West at True Achievements writes, with the Activision Blizzard acquisition under its belt, and the mobile expertise of King sitting under the Xbox banner, Microsoft is continuing to push its mobile gaming. Phil Spencer has confirmed that the company is discussing the Xbox mobile store with partners, and it shouldn't be multiple years away. As reported by Bloomberg, Xbox boss Phil Spencer discussed the Xbox mobile store, its Apple and Google competitor, during the CCXP Comics and Entertainment Convention. Microsoft finally closed its $69 billion deal for Activision Blizzard King earlier this year after a hefty fight with a number of regulators over Call of Duty's exclusivity. For Microsoft, the expertise mobile game developer King could offer its Xbox mobile store shouldn't be underestimated, and it looks like the company is hard at work on its latest service. Quote, it's an important part of our strategy and something we are actively working on today, not only alone, but talking to other partners who'd also like to see more choice for how they can monetize on the phone, end quote, Spencer said. Later adding, quote, I don't think this is a multiple years away, I think it is sooner than that, end quote. Microsoft revealed its plans for an Xbox mobile store when replying to the CMA last year, saying that it would allow the company to, quote, scale the Xbox store to mobile, attracting gamers to a new Xbox mobile platform, end quote. As we mentioned above, King's experience with Call of Duty Mobile and Candy Crush would give it the boost it needs to compete with mobile juggernauts, Apple, and Google. I think this is great to have competition in all spaces of entertainment, especially mobile gaming, since Apple and Google dominate that because there's really no other options out there. Even Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella has said that one of his biggest regrets is that Microsoft abandoned the Windows Phone. At least there would have been another third competitor, even if it was going to be in dead last for a while. It's going to be interesting to see how Game Pass, Activision Blizzard King, and Xbox all put this together, but at least it sounds like we're going to at least find out in the next one to two years. Number five, the Xbox app has a new compact mode for Windows handhelds. Jay Peters at The Verge writes, Microsoft's new compact mode that makes the Xbox PC app a little easier to use on handheld gaming PCs is now available. The company had been testing the compact mode, but thanks to an update to the Xbox PC app, you can now try it for yourself according to an Xbox Wire post. The big change for compact mode is that the sidebar collapses down to icons, meaning that the sidebar takes up less real estate. The new mode should work well with devices like Asus's ROG Ally and Lenovo's Legion Go. Microsoft says that it's working with Asus on other manufacturers to ensure that the compact mode is enabled by default on your handheld devices. I want to highlight this for anyone who already has these devices and or someone interested and didn't quite like the UI. Gotta give it credit to Xbox as these are becoming very popular. Personally, I have the Logitech G Cloud as my streaming and other game playing device, and I really enjoy it. One day I will certainly get one of these devices so I can play the games natively, but I think I'm looking for that second or third generation version of it, just so it's that much sweeter. Number six, Call of Duty Warzone gets MW3 integration, Urzekistan map, and new LTMs in season one update. 
SE Doorster at GameSpot writes, Call of Duty is gearing up for the first full season of MW3, which includes the game's integration with Warzone. The December 6th update brings the new Yurzekistan map, Holiday LTM, or Limited Time Mode, and new features to the Battle Royale. A new season of Call of Duty means a new battle pass to level up. The Season 1 pass for Modern Warfare 3 and Warzone includes a new battle pass to level up and unlock more weapons, operators, and cosmetics. The season's new operators are Nolan and Dokabi, and there will be 5 free new weapons and 9 aftermarket parts to unlock. Additionally, the $30 premium Black Cell pass returns, which includes the new Abolish Operator, extra tier skips, and alternate Black Cell exclusive skins earned throughout the pass, and more. New shop bundles were announced for the boys, Dune, and Santa. Players can also expect new daily prestige and seasonal challenges. Season 1 replaces Al Mazara with the new Urzekistan map. Urzekistan features 11 named points of interest and the map is currently playable in MW3 Zombies. In addition to the Stangard Battle Royale map, players can continue playing Ashika Island and Vondel maps in their resurgence modes. However, these smaller maps will disappear and return 48 hours after the launch of Season 1 meaning Urzekistan was the only map available for the first two days of the season. The new season also brings the integration of Modern Warfare 3's features such as the movement mechanics and classic red dots on the minimap. There will be new ways to traverse the map with features like horizontal zip lines and drivable train. Urzekistan features a new gulag. This new 1v1 arena features a simple three-lane design but does include some randomization, as there is a nighttime version where players get night vision goggles. Instead of capturing a flag, players can connect to an ascender to zip out of the arena. New gameplay improvements were also announced. This includes the ability to manually choose when to equip the gas mask, the return of Warzone 1's loot rarity, and better visibility for water combat. Additionally, players will now be equipped with a backup pistol, which is a dedicated pistol available for combat situations when swimming, climbing ladders, and ledge hanging. Modern Warfare 3's big seasonal update includes brand new core maps, the return of gunfight, and new limited time modes. Zombie mode is getting a new story act to complete, Dark Aether's Rip to explore, more schematics to unlock, and a new wonder weapon. I've been playing a lot of Modern Warfare 3 lately, so I am excited about some of this. I don't know how much my friends are or are interested in playing the new Warzone map, but I certainly want to try it out. Man, those COVID days of Warzone when it first came out. Some of the best gaming memories I have to date. Number 7. Bungie officially delays Destiny 2 The Final Shape expansion. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Destiny 2 The Final Shape was first unveiled in August with a February 27th, 2024 release date. Unsurprisingly, Bungie has now confirmed a delay for the expansion. At the end of October, Bungie laid off a number of staff and a report from Bloomberg claimed that both Destiny 2 The Final Shape and Bungie's next game Marathon had been delayed. Now, Bungie has made the expansion's delay official by giving The Final Shape a new June 4th release date. Quote, The Final Shape is the culmination of the first 10 years of Destiny's storytelling, and for Guardians everywhere, countless hours spent together, end quote, the Destiny 2 dev team said in a blog post. Quote, we want to honor that journey, so we're taking the time we need to deliver an even bigger and bolder vision, one that we'll hope we will be remembered for and treasured for years to come, end quote. The blog post goes on to say that Bungie will reveal more on the final shape in April, but to keep players satiated until then, Season of the Wish, which begins today, quote, will extend until the launch of the final shape in June. Bungie says that the majority of content and narrative for the Season of the Wish will run from late November to February as originally planned, but the team is also adding new content available for all players until the release of the final shape. Quote, in February, this will include new weekly progression-based quests called Wishes, and the launch of Moments of Triumph with unique rewards. Next, we are moving Guardian games up to March with a refreshed focus on class vs. class competition. Then, beginning in April, we are delivering a two-month content update available to everyone called Destiny 2 Into the Light, which will prepare players for their Guardian's journey into the Traveler. All of this in addition to the ongoing efforts from our PvP strike team 
including three new PvP maps dropping in May, end quote. Earlier this month, Bungie admitted it had lost the community's trust and acknowledged feedback and concerns about Destiny 2's Lightfall expansion and recent seasons. The team has promised to make the final shape, quote, an unforgettable Destiny experience, end quote. Let's see if they can really live up to that, because Destiny 2 is in not good shape right now. Lightfall just really didn't do it for me. I played so much of Destiny 2 in my time, and so much recently leading up to Lightfall, but... I don't know. I know it's been an extremely busy year for games with some of the best games out there in many, many years. Maybe one of the best in history. But I just don't have that itch to come back in no time soon, and this pushes it even further out before I get interested again. I do hope they stick the landing because the Destiny 2 journey as a whole has been awesome. And number 8, Capcom confirms more Resident Evil remakes are on the way. Ed Nightingale at Eurogamer writes, Capcom has confirmed that more Resident Evil remakes are on the way. After the huge success of the Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4 remakes, Capcom is set to continue the trend, though which game is next remains unknown. IGN spoke with Resident Evil 4 Remake Director Yoshiro Nampo at a PlayStation Partner Awards event in Japan, who confirmed an announcement is on the way. When asked if Capcom wants to keep remaking games from the series, Ampo replied, quote, Yes, we've released three remakes so far and they've all been received very well. Since it allows a modern audience to play these games, it is something I'm happy to do as someone that loves these older games and we want to continue doing more. What game we will remake in the future is something that we would like to announce in the future, so please look forward to it, end quote. I had to highlight this. I mean, I love Resident Evil. It's probably my favorite franchise of all time. The nostalgia of those old games, which I love those old games. But the remakes have been awesome, specifically Resident Evil 2, which the original was my favorite. I have to say, I really hope it's not one of the two bestsellers in the franchise in Resident Evil 5 or Resident Evil 6. Go back and redo Resident Evil Remake even. Make that on modern consoles. Go back and do Zero. I personally love Zero. Code Veronica. Hit with us with those. Please don't go forward. Not quite yet. And as always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And since we were talking about Grand Theft Auto this week, let's just do some basic history about the game, the series, and the big names behind it. Credit to good old Wikipedia. Grand Theft Auto is a series of action-adventure games created by David Jones and Mike Daly. Later titles were developed under the oversight of brothers Dan and Sam Hauser, Leslie Benzies, and Aaron Garbett. It is primarily developed by British development house Rockstar North, formerly DMA Design, and published by its American parent company Rockstar Games. The name of the series is a term for motor vehicle theft in the United States. Grand Theft Auto. I just really haven't been into any of these games. I don't think I've ever even finished one. Back in the day, I mean, I played so much San Andreas with all those amazing cheats with my friends and God, looking at the dates, probably middle school, high school early. Grand Theft Auto 5, I never beat. I've bought it now probably two or three times. Obviously, GTA Online is so much fun with all the friends. I'm very intrigued by GTA 6, so I'm looking forward to the future. Please look and run amazing on my Series X. You know how to do it, Rockstar. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes or longer when it's a busy week. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I have started to play Control finally. I'm very excited. I've wanted to play this game for a long time. I'm about... 20-25% done, and I really like it so far. I can't say I love it. There's a lot of reading involved in the game, but the gameplay is fun. I love the art direction and the style when the names and letters pop on the screen. And going through this 
Alan Wake Control Universe. I'm excited having just played through the prior two Alan Wake games, and I wanted to get Control in before moving on to Alan Wake 2. My name is Brian Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe. Watch the Game Awards on Thursday, and then keep on gaming.